Live on Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, with me, Lance Haruna. Uh, it's Wednesday in the matters of the youth segment of the Cubicle Life here on Ghana Talks Radio with me, Lance Haruna. And uh, this is where we have the conversations that were relevant to young people and their contribution to the nation. Uh, but on Wednesdays, we come with the matters of the youth, meaning uh, we are looking at these issues through the lenses of young people and today is just going to be me having a short discussion on ghana and the imf special highlighting on the journey or on the love story uh, between finance minister mr ken of Oriata and the international monetary world fund so there's this kind of relationship, special relationship between Ken Oforiata and the IMF that I am going to just highlight today for a bit like 10, 15 or 20 minutes uh, here on the cubicle live on Ghana Talk Studio, wherever you are tuning in, I want to welcome you uh, to this feed. We are live on YouTube and on Facebook at Ghana Talks Radio. Can also watch this show on the on our catch-up session on www.ghanatalksradio.com or the GTR TV. When the things go via what via the GTR app, you can download from all app stores, including iOS, Android, like Huawei App Gallery, and Amazon. When the things go like I said, today it's all about Ken, Mr. Ken Oforiata, the finance minister. Who has been uh, in the Western world uh, recently trying to what secure or get some commitment, especially from China, to endorse some debt relief for Ghana as it seeks to what secure a what a staff level agreement with the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. But this particular relationship where we are as a country today uh, did not just start today. The relationship between Ken Oforiata and the IMF started way, 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 way before today. And that is what I'm talking about, uh, the love story, the acrimony between Ken Oforiata and then the love between Ken Oforiata and the IMF. It's a very, very special story, a very, very special relationship that no one can understand except he as the finance minister of Ghana. Here today, I'm just going to brief, uh, create a kind of highlight of it. Uh, short one. So stick and stay with me. I'll take a break. Yeah. 
when I come back from the break, I just uh, go straight into a discussion live on the Capricorn Live with me, Lance Harun and Lance Lawrence. I'll be right back after the short break. Yeah, stay tuned. Some people take the talk, some people diverse. They said the one Jaguar come off for Nigeria, and at the same time, some people where we don't talk and before see anybody where one Jaguar come off for Nigeria. Hey, what's up, my Nigeria brothers and sisters? How on a day in Nigeria? Rendezvous is a show brought to you live on Gala Talks Radio. Every Wednesday is Entazi. You don't want to miss it, and I mean, you can't miss it. When I come here, everything where they happen from Nigeria, we they bring up for here, make notice here. We will be on top of the level. From politicians to entertainment to lifestyles to basic things that are happening in Nigeria, we bring it to you live on Ghana Talks Radio. Every Wednesday is Entazi. Of course, you can stream on www.ghanatalksradio.com and of course follow us on all our social media at Ghana Talks Radio. This is Michael Rendezvous which shows every Wednesdays and Thursday. Keep it locked. We they come over, we they come on Nigeria brothers and sisters. This show is for you. Stick and stay. Keep it locked. <laughs> So welcome right back on to the cubicle. Uh, that's, like I said, we're looking at the relationship between what uh, Keno Foriata and the IMF. So Ghana has officially exited the International Monetary Fund program. The Vice President Mahmoud Baumia said Ghana officially exited the IMF's extended credit facility arrangement on Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. Uh, this was way back in 2019. I wish this was today. Or most Ghanaians wish this was today. But in 2019, the whole country what were excited that the government had what exited an IMF program. Uh, it goes. Uh, it was only yesterday, Tuesday, that Ghana formally and successfully completed the IMF program that was inherited in 2017. He said at a town hall meeting on Wednesday, Ghana had entered a US. 925.9 million three-year arrangement with the IMF in 2015 following issues with the economy. It was extended an additional year on August 30th, 2017. And what happened? The final tranche of payment hit government accounts were in March 2019. This was in 2019. Here, here's something very, very interesting. Before I continue, so let Mohammed's IMF be the last. President Akufuado has expressed hope that this IMF deal 
should be the last. Why I am saying to Ghanaians, what I'm saying to Ghanaians, to all of us, is that in the 62 years of our independence, this was the 16th IMF bailout program that the nation had gone into. Let it be the last time we will resort to an IMF program. And these are the words of what? His Excellency President Nanado Dankwa Kofu Addo, way back in what? Way back in 2019. President Kufado assured that from now on, we are going to maintain a discipline in the management of our public finances so that we will never have to what? Have, have to recourse to IMF bailout program again. Like I said, 2019. This is where I, I, I term as the acrimony. This is where I term as the, the acrimony between Kenya Foriata and Newa and the IMF. Because at this point in time, there were jubilations, there were celebrations at the forecourt of the, what, the Minister of Finance where, uh, and these celebrations were, were as a result of the, what, the exit from the IMF program. So just like you have an, a, 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 an ex that you are finally divorcing from this toxic wife or husband that you have, and you call you going uh, what put together your friends and family to celebrate that you are now divorced from this what abusive partner, this over what over exerting partner. So in this situation, Ghana and IMF had what had actually divorced officially, and so they were called for what they were called for celebrations. They were called for celebrations, and the first person to have done that was what the minister for finance. This was way back in 2019, mind you. The Obama's government had actually entered in one in 2015. He was bastardized for that particular action or that particular policy decision. This particular uh, world program was extended in 2017, even though the MPP had claimed that they were what? They were what? They will exit the program as soon as they came into government. Nonetheless, it was extended, but even the extension was celebrated afterward. It had well concluded. It's very, 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 very important what aspect of the discussion that I want to have today. And very, very important thing that we can pay attention to is the fact of what the president said at the time that that particular IMF that we exited in 2019, or which was extended in 20, uh, which was ended in 2015, but exited in 2019, should be the last one. Should be the last time the country Ghana had what had entered into any IMF deal because we as a country at that time would have learned our lessons and would what would never ever what resort to support or economic uh, discipline and what management from any external what institution especially the international monetary fund the imf so yes you have a toxic level that who helped you through a difficult time but because the person was overly uh, bullying and overly what i was had a lot of pressure on you you said what when once you your relationship ended with a person you had to celebrate you had to celebrate not that it's not that it wasn't an act of hate but it was an act of freedom where Ghana what we had to celebrate that we were finally free from the, what, the chains of what new colonialism as Pan-Africans what like to put it. And that is where I begin the story of what the love between Ken Uforiata and uh, what and the IMF. Mind you, he was the Minister of Finance at that time doing what? Uh, he was the one celebrating the exit of Ghana from that particular uh, IMF deal. Now what happened? And this is a very, very interesting aspect of what I want to discuss. What happened was that since then, the country had been, according to the minister, had been on a very good footing, that there was no need. No, there wasn't even talks of IMF in the first place, even though there were signs that the country economy was going to what to crash. A lot of experts, a lot of SEO, uh, SEOs, a lot of finance experts were, were warning the government that it was constantly going to the euro bond market to, what, to, to subscribe to euro bonds, a lot of borrowing. And at that time, we were what we were trying to what we were trying to tell the government was that you are basically putting off 
putting on pressure on yourself by going in for these loans that you may struggle to pay. Uh, something about the boom and bust, the oil money, they remind you we had two more additional oil fields that were added into production and they were produ producing oil. And this revenue, some of this revenue was going back to the Ghana's coffers. So we were, we were at the boost period where, what? where we had money. So if at the boost, at, those, at that period, you can afford to what? To borrow. And just borrowing and borrowing and borrowing with like, brother, take your time, take your time. Like, oh no, this is my ex, I'll never go back to him or I'll never go back to her because we are over with each other and there's no way i'll go back to him or i'll go back to her and that was where this uh, that that's where i came as the acrimony now going further another development that is very worth is not is it's worth of mention is the the insistence that the imf or going back to the imf going back to our ex our ex lover as a country the imf was a big no so just like you are in a relationship, you what you break up with someone or you divorce from someone or you separate from someone after a long what relationship, you sweat yourself and to every every spirit you know that you will never ever what go back to that particular person, no matter what. So it is one thing separating or divorcing or breaking up, but it's also another thing not what not going back and maintaining that particular position that you never will revert to your what to your ex. And that was where Ghana was. That's where Ghana was between 2019, 2020, 2021. That officials of this government were insisting that it would never happen in the, in the sphere of their thoughts that there was any imagination that they would ever go back to the IMF. Now what happened? There was a point where even the NDC started making calls for the <laughs> for the NPP government to go back to the IMF, and this course was actually championed by the then Secretary General of the NDC, uh, Mr. Sidin Ketia, who was like, "Charlie, why why we are going to as a country with this uh, insistent or this constant blame on COVID nineteen the Ukraine Russia war? There is no uh, what do you call? There is no middle point. There is no refuge for you unless you go back to the IMF, and at that time." He and the NDC and which or any other organization that called on the government to resort to the IMF to actually save the issue at that time were labeled as was naysayers of Ghana. They were labeled as as uh especially they were actually referred back to the decision of your mama to go to the IMF as the weak decision and that they were better than that, they were better than your mama in that sense, and that they will not resort to that sort of weakness as a government as a what as an as an administration within this time. Of Ghana's what history or Ghana's what development. So yes, consistently, 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 what happened was that the, the minister and the government and all other our appointees and MPs of the MPP were resolute in the position that they will never resort to the IMF. So like I'm saying, back to that uh, that you and your lovers or you and your ex analogy, you break up with your ex. And then you swear to yourself and you swear to all the spirits and all your all your gods that you will never ever go back to him because or you never go back go out to her because of what they did to you or what they represented or what they made you look like. They made you feel weak. They made you feel like you were never dependent or independent. You were never independent. You were always dependent on them for survival and that you were always dependent on them for direction. So just like the Ghana IMF case, within that time, the IMF were in charge of directing the, the economy, the major, the macroeconomic policies of the uh, policy of the country. And for a country that is sovereign, if a country that has, has got independence, and at the, at the time when we were 62 years, it was what a, a big a kind of a shame for Ghana to be engaged in such discussions with the IMF at this point in time of our country's development. So, rightly so, the government what 
dismiss any uh, advice, dismiss any recommendation to resort to their ex, the IMF. So, like I said, as we are still at the what, acrimony stage, Kinoferata, he says he will never go back to the IMF. And these are his words that the country was, it's what? It's a proud nation. We are sovereign and we are proud and we will never, ever resort to the IMF. In fact, on the, the day before the IMF, the decision of the government to go to the IMF was announced. The Deputy Minister for Finance was actually in Parliament, what? Uh, saying that, no, it will never happen. It will never, ha never happen. This is what the minister said. I don't even read this report. So, Akrabi 12, and this was reported by Reuters.com, said Ghana is committed to managing its debt with assistance from the International Monetary Fund. Finance Minister, Minister Kenoforiata, said, expressing his confidence that the government measures were moving the country in the right direction. So, always all the time, like I said, since that 2019 exit from the IMF program by this government, they have always maintained that the government, the country were, or the country is, or was on the right footing, in the right direction when it came to, came to economic growth and economic development. And all the statistics, all the budgetary statements that were delivered in parliament or laid down in parliament were to that effect, were evidence to that effect. Meanwhile, consistently to other financial aspects, both domestic and international, were what? Causing the government on its policy, especially the policy of borrowing. In, or in system borrowing, borrowing on the larger scale than any other government had ever borrowed. And all this while, the minister had maintained that what we were the measures of the government were moving the country in the what, in the right direction. Ghana's total public debt at the time we stood at about 77 percent of its GDP at the end of 2021, according to government data, has pushed one of West Africa's largest economies to a brink of crisis. So even at a point where we are 77 percent debt what of debt as a percentage of GDP, we were basically on our knees. We're just basically like you're you just about to fall into that crisis, and they, like I said, the cautions, the recommendations, the advices, all of that will fall on deaf ears. And still, the minister was adamant that the country was in the right direction. How can you have 77 percent uh, of your GDP as debt and you say you're in the right direction? So that's where still that denial was still happening. This is the denial state that we are still, well, we are still not ever going back to our, our ex. The government in March announced a raft of spending cuts to tackle inflation, reduce the public deficits, restore depreciation in local currency, and reassure spook investors. But it has consistently refused to ask the IMF for help. So consistently, consistently, the Mr. Kenoforiata as the finance minister and also the president, especially he, the finance minister, had always refused any idea of going back to the IMF. I told that the background of this particular laugh story is that the country or this government had what exited an IMF program which they swore they would do in 2019. And this exit was cause for celebration. The KK celebration, if you saw the pictures, we had what we call the KK celebration, where there was this KK fest in at the Ministry of Finance. You see what I'm talking about? So this laugh story is just is one of the most interesting I've come across. Then what, what happened next? This was way back in 2021, where we actually had what actually had 77% reported what debt to GDP, but still there was this adamancy that we are never going to the IMF. What happened? It's all about validating the program we have in place and finding other ways of handling our debt. And I think it's one of the issues that I want to just hit on, that it wasn't as if they were wrong all, all along. What 
So today, some people are still of the opinion that we don't need the IMF because we can come back home and then what? We can institute our own what? Uh, fiscal measures to help us uh, what raise our revenue as, as a country and then reduce our expenditure so that we can pay off the debt for a while and then at least get some minimal growth, even if it's just some some two percent of or three or zero point zero zero something percent, right? So the message that we could actually resort to our homegrown domestic policies to help us or to save us from this particular issue, it's not something that's out of reach. It's not something that it's all the government shared. I also believe that if Ghana were to be a serious country where we were all were committed to the development and the growth of the country patriotically, or patriotic, with true sense of patriotism, we would be able to institute policies and measures that would help us in any meantime or any time not ever go back to the world, to the IMF, and deal with our own issue. The gold and oil cocoa producer saw consumer inflation rise to 18-year record of almost 24% in April, despite efforts to, court, to contain price hikes and spare recovery. This is a report from uh, Reuters.com. So, Ophelia said that the priority will be to solve the country's debt, domestic debt, which has interest rates that are three to four times higher than the foreign debt. Imagine. He says, we need to decide ourselves what structure will be useful to us. So, in all that, and within that time, in the in the spirit of denial, we, the the minister was so what enthusiastic and what uh, what's the name? There's this positive word, positive about the the, the potential of the country to resort to what domestic measures to what to deal with this issue. The central bank in March raised its main lending rate by to a record of two fifty basis points and expected to review it this as the next at, at the next what monetary policy committee meeting on what May twenty third. These were what this all. Forata said another interest hike would, would, need jack, would, would be a knee-jerk reaction to imported inflation. This imported inflation where at the time we were saying that uh, people were hiding uh, dollars, so people were hiding dollars, dollars, it made dollars very scarce, and when dollars is scarce, the city has to pay for more dollars, meaning the more of the city has to pay for less dollars, meaning the, the, the currency will go low, and when your currency go low, you cannot buy stuff at that price, so you have to increase prices before you can, before you can buy goods and services, before you import goods, and if you import goods at once, at high prices, you sell them at the high prices, and increase in prices means they will increase in the, what, the cost of living, and increasing the cost of living means that Ghanaians will become poorer and poorer, so he said that no, we cannot do that. We only have to resort to domestic measures. And I agree with him. At any time as Ghanaians, we can always resort to what domestic measures to what to grow our economy. This was in 2021. <laughs> so from from divorcing the ex to saying I'll never speak to him or her, I'll never go back to him or her, to now saying that okay, yeah, people are saying that I should go, but me I won't go because I feel like if I look at my if I stop spending too much, if I stop uh if i stop chasing too many girls or going to too many parties or buying too many sh uh, new clothes or shopping i'll be able to save more if i save more, i don't need my ex to come and give me money because i'll have money for my own self so that's where we were as a country a very nice last story as we go on but what happened on 26th of 2022 26th september 2022 so Accra, Monday, 26th September 2022, the Ministry of Finance, this is on the Ministry of Finance website, the Minister of Finance and the Bank of Ghana have commenced discussions with the IMF for an IMF-supported program. So from all this, 
all these issues, talks of patriotism, nationalism, neocolonialism is not good for Africa, all these issues of we are a proud nation, and I'll never go back to my ex, the IMF, where all one became uh, history, all became what? All became redundant speech, all became dead speech and lies on the what? The day we decided to go back or what? Recommend the day the country commenced discussions with the IMF on IMF supported program. A key prerequisite for a program is confirmation that Ghana's debt is on a, on a sustainable path. This will require a comprehensive debt sustainability analysis, which is currently ongoing. Like I said, it's the report on the World Ministry of Finance website. The government of Ghana is putting together a comprehensive post COVID 19 economic program, which will form the basis for IMF negotiations. Then the pro to Charlie. We are not going back to the IMF. We are not back to the IMF. So this was happening. That from the from the days of we will never go back to the IMF to where, to now, we are going back to the IMF, and we need yeah, and we need uh, we need we need to do some analysis of our own debt issues before we can even what uh, present a good case for ourselves. Now, what does the going back to the IMF mean? It means that we are. In this particular case, we are actually at a debt crisis. The government is cannot afford to pay its debt worse, but it continues burdening its own economy. It means that the debt we have to pay as a country is bigger than the money that we can what we have. So if you pay uh, almost eighty percent or ninety percent of your money to as as debt, the ten percent cannot do anything for you as an individual. The same way Ghana's debt at that point almost more, more than hundred percent. If Ghana was to give all its money to pay, the Ghana will break down and, and become and ground zero for everything. Our economy will break. So that means that we had to uh, we had to go back to IMF and say, oh IMF, please give me some money because my debt I cannot pay them right now. So give me some loan when I want when I when, when I'm proper proper when I get to stand on my feet, uh, I'll be able to pay this debt. Basically, that's why it made. Man, we're going to save our country. We're going to save our economy. Wait again, seventeenth time when we can remember that in the sixteenth time the president of the republic said that we were well, we should never be able to go back to the IMF because sixty two years at that time we were we were a country that could have been self sufficient. But unfortunately, here we are as a country going back to the IMF. So we've gone back to the IMF, we've gone back to our, our ex as a country. Like I said, Minister of Finance had gone back to your, his ex. And who is his ex? His ex is the IMF. Now, what happened there? What's happening is that first, there's a difference between divorcing or separation or breaking or break or breaking from your from your partner. What uh, it's also different from saying that you're going to stay away from the person, you never go back to your partner, or your ex. It's also different from going back to your ex, and then what is also different is how you go back to your ex or what you do when you go back to your ex. These are very, very important timelines of Ghana's what recent relationship with the IMF. So initially, the government were like, Oh, we've exited the program, we are happy now, we'll never go back to the program, no, not at all in our lives again. Then, okay, we're now back to the IMF. The painful thing and where the last story becomes more interesting is that Ghana is basically on its knees. Ghana is basically opening up and saying, big man, <laughs> please, please listen to me. Please, please give me that money that I need. And what, how are we begging? We are begging because we go to the Western world. Recently, the Minister of Finance has been in Europe and in China, Asia, trying to get the Paris Club of Nations and also China to just come to the board and say that, okay, we will, we will, we will at least... Uh, take some relief off your debt so that you can what we can give the IMF can see that you don't you are not so much in big trouble or you have some credibility to what to get the IMF staff level agreement. What does it mean? What it means is that countries in Europe are the what the Paris Club 
have said that yeah we will support your country to what to get this staff level agreement by taking off giving you some relief from your from your debt so if our if our if you owe us hundred million dollars, we'll take it. We'll now make it seventy million dollars. So that thirty million dollars, we'll give it to you as free, so that you can get some briefing space. Now, China is saying that they will not. China is saying that they need more from the government to show that they want for them before they will even say that we will give you some from some freedom. Because China is a very pragmatic state, very pragmatic nation. They don't like spending money for free. They like to what to make money from where they are spending their money, and that that you owe them, so you must pay us because. If you don't tell us how you will pay us, how do we know that if, if we give this debt for you for free, next time you will not come back to us, say we should what, give, forgive our, your, this more debt. So China was holding like, the legs of Ghana. Minister had to go to China and then what? Beg them. Another interesting aspect of this is that apart from begging them, the government has consistently been giving the uh, timelines for the complete, uh, for what? For reaching this agreement, or this stable agreement. Last two or three weeks ago, I came here and said, Mr. President, stop saying we'll get the deal by March, because you have said we'll get the deal by December and then in February. At, at any point in time, whenever the deal, this this issue is what, it's been, it's been under the carpet for a while, the President comes up and gives us a deadline for the, the conclusion of that IMF staff level agreement or for the day we'll get that agreement. Example, in December, there was that, uh, there was what, there was one particular deadline in, in February and then in March, the latest was March, where we all said that, bro, this deal is not in your hand as a country. Ghana doesn't determine when the deal will be what will be achieved or will, will be what will be will be will be, will be given to us as, as a country by the what the IMF. Because even if you are successfully done with the domestic debt exchange, what that means is that you still have to go back and deal with the external creditors. And these are not like your, your citizens where you can bully or you can impose an exchange on them. Ghanaians creditors have to what, subscribe or lose their monies. Your debt and your domestic debt exchange program, but these people, you cannot bully them. You cannot force them to sign up to the agreement. You must give them tangible reasons why they must what sign up to that particular exchange or that particular forgiveness of debt. And so far, as for the Western, the, the European countries, it looks like Ghana has gotten a very good deal with them. Ghana has got a very good understanding with them, and they are willing to help Ghana go through to a point where the IMF uh, chief has been tagged the spokesperson for Ghana. Speaking on behalf of Ghana's economy, that trust Ghana's economy, the people are the people economic are what sustain any kind of growth if you just give them the opportunity or give them the time. But China, I said, no, no, we have to see more from you. We have to see more from Ghana. So first, we are begging literally. Second, we are putting ourselves in a position where we can determine where the the deal will be reached. Just recently, just yesterday, was it today or yesterday, uh, the finance minister is saying that we will have a deal. Is it May? In April now, that's next month, May. May. Why are we interested in trying to what? Pose as though we are in control of that particular agreement or that particular process. We are not in control. We are not in the control of the process because we are those on our knees begging. So this is where I bring the last story to an end. They started by what? First, I'm happy that I've left you. Second, I'll never get back to you. Third was that. Yes, I've gotten back to you, but now begging you to stay with me and give me money. That's where we are as a country. And in the context of this, this is just a replica of all or most of African politicians and the most of our Ghanaian politicians. And this is by extension to the kind of leaders that we, we elect as a people of Ghana or of Africa. Because just like the MPP government, the NDC government at the time had promised not to go back to the IMF. So the leaders we choose are a direct representation of the kind of people that we are 
as a people, this is where I put my, my discussion to an end life on the Cape Coast on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Lance Lawrence. Until tomorrow, we're coming with another edition of the Cape Coast. Take and stay and enjoy our shows. Bye bye. And I have the hope that things will be alright. Yeah. So we feel in our rain. As we are the Lord, they love. We are hoping, say that one day things go better. Oh, God.